If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you're listening to me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. Because it's more fun to believe. I'm here with Erica Ross. This is Ryan Singer. Uh, we are in the basement of my dad's house in snowy Dayton, Ohio. It is snowing like a mug uh-huh. over the holidays. <laughs> Erica has graciously um, agreed to talk to talk with me about lots of things that have happened in her life and currently happen uh, still. Um, Erica is one of the original uh, – what's the right word? I think the original – one of the original motivators – for my interest in this field and these kinds of things between you and one other person I know, you're like my go-to like, well, dude, you're crazy. You're losing your mind. How do you believe in all this? Kind of stuff? And I'm like, well, you don't know because I have this, I have an ex-girlfriend who's not like my best friend who communicate with nonverbal autistic adults in her dreams and stuff like that. You know, I say stuff like that to the people and then I, sometimes I forget, oh, people think I'm crazy when I say that to them at well. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There was sorry. I had a weird flutter in the headphones there. I think it was just. Um, I think you're you're knocking you're knocking the table. Yeah, it was a weird thing. So, you're like one of my BFFs. Mm-hmm. Sure. We've known each other for I would say approximately now that it's two, 2014. If you want to go strictly by numbers, I would say eight years. Uh yeah, yeah. Eight years in May. Eight years in May, 2006. Yeah, I think so. I was a freshly graduated college graduate. <laughs> I was freshly out of high school. Oh my god! Don't say that. I'm gonna. No, I had just you. I just turned 19, so I had a good year out of high school. And I was 29. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I and tell soon people, to be 30. I tell people this, and I don't know if it's true or not, but um, I tell people you pursued me. That's true. That is That's true. true. I was a little bit of a internet stalker for you. Okay. And was instigated by my friends. And then I came on to you. I, I had to make you like me. It became a challenge because <laughs> and then you, you crushed me. You didn't later. care for me. <laughs> you weren't that into it, and I was like, like <laughs> "So I can destroy him later." No, that's not how it happened. Well, I mean, we when you break pretty, it down, <laughs> we kind of had a mutual break. True. Not that the, any of this is important. This isn't a podcast about our, rela- our past relationship. Let's just talk about it. Let's just um, get it all out there. So, the first night, I remember. Really having a crazy, if that's, I don't like using that word. A friend of mine who's been on the podcast, she has talked to me about how women especially are called crazy a lot. And it's not fair. Uh, it's just kind of, it's totally accepted. It's an easy word to use. It's an easy word to use. Exactly. Um, it really dilutes craziness, like genuine craziness, which is a, a, an illness, a sickness. Sure. So I would say the first kind of wild experience, really eye-opening <laughs> experience was, correct me if I'm wrong if I have the details right, or if I don't have the details right. We had moved back from Los Angeles where we were living together for a very brief period of time. And this is the first wild experience that we yes, had? Hmm. Okay. Of this kind of thing. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. So uh, we moved back from Los Angeles and we're living in your parents' basement. We are watching television, sitting up with our backs against the headboard. I'm, I think, working on my first website. Yes. Um, maybe secretly doing cocaine in the bathroom. <laughs> At that point? I don't no. Think so. I really hope not. I may have. That was way before then. Okay, okay. And so um, maybe secretly dipping chewing tobacco in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. But not so secret because we were together and I can tell when shit's in your mouth. That's true. Okay, but this doesn't matter at all. So some some garbage television program that you love is on 
Right. And, I was 20. And they interrupt the program by the local news as a breaking news. And it's a picture. Of, it's a still photograph of Heath Ledger. Uh, and it says, just like a, a photo stock shot of him. And it says, Heath Ledger, actor Heath Ledger found dead in his Hollywood apartment or New York high rise apartment. More at 11. And then they break away. Because it's like, I don't know, 1040, 1030 or something. Yeah. Night. And you start freaking out. Yes. That's... Kind of at first quietly, kind of like, a, but there was definitely like a thunderstorm happening inside of your not so still body. Right. That's exactly how I remember it. Okay. Do you want to take from here or do you want me to keep going? Um, I think you're doing a really good job. Okay. So. so, so at some point I say, you know, I stop working on my failed attempt at learning HTML <laughs> in 24 hours. And I say, what's, what's going on? And he said, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, I, I had this dream. It was either the night before or a couple nights. It was very recent. Uh, within a few nights, you had had a dream where you and I were watching television exactly the same way in bed um, in that same room with the TV on. And it was interrupted by the local news that said, um, actress Mary Kate Olsen found dead in her New York high-rise apartment, more at 11. Right. And it was the same. Well, I remember, I mean, this has been years, so maybe both of us are wrong in our memory, but I remember seeing the image of Heath Ledger being dragged out like on the on the stretcher the body bag. And I had seen that exact image, but it was Mary Kate Olsen in my dream. Oh, okay. But did we okay. see, I don't know if we saw it at that point in time or if it came at 11, but it came at 11 because that was they didn't the really have, thing. That was the thing. I don't think that, they had footage yet of him being carted off. Yeah. It was like, Hey, this is the guy we're talking about. You'll want to watch it in 30 minutes. Yeah. As we show you the, the footage okay. of his dead body. Probably. Yeah. You're probably, I mean, yeah, that's probably right. That's how, and, but my memory, I have a long history of false memories. So that is also, you know, some of this could be whether it was a body bag or not. The important detail is that it was Heath Ledger mm-hmm. um, in real life. And I, and in I the had, dream, it was Mary Kate Olson. So, what was yes. the, or what were you going to say? Well, I thought in my memory of the situation, a couple of days prior to what had happened, I had told you about my dream about Mary Kate, and how because it because it really affected me and made me it, it affected my entire day. So I told you about note, it. Interesting side note: big fan of the Olsen twins. Cur- yes, currently. Okay, currently, then, still. I a little bit be. made a Mary Kate table with decoupage glue and all these clippings that I've collected over the years. It's really fancy. Yes, uh, I, big fan of Mary Kate. Olsen. Big fan of Mary Kate Olson and Ashley Olson. Eh, okay, yeah, not she's as much fine. as Mary Kate. Mary she's, Kate's a little more out there. She's pretty she all right. Out there you know, Ashley's more. pretty all right, but I don't have that much to say okay. about her. I didn't make a table for so her. The so the point is, but also a fan of Heath Ledger. Well, I wasn't. I mean, I didn't really care about him. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I, wasn't, I thought you cared. I thought you liked Heath Ledger because of 10 eh. Things I Hate About You. That movie. I mean, I like that movie. Oh, okay. I have that part of the story wrong yeah. because the story I've been telling people is that like you were visibly shook by the news that Heath Ledger was found dead. I was no, like, well, I knew you liked no. Heath Ledger, but I didn't, but it wasn't like you were, you know, in love with him. So like this shouldn't be, dev- this should no, this that's be No, that's a shaking. false memory. Okay. So the news, I, I did know that the news of Heath Ledger being um, tragically found dead shouldn't be rattling you in the way it was. Right. It I Because I didn't, I didn't particularly care for him for him or not for him I, I didn't really have any feelings towards him but the way that it happened was just exactly the same way that it had happened in my dream a couple nights prior but the person was mary kate olson not Heath Ledger. Okay. and you had told me a couple of days before and i in my memory which may be wrong but in my memory i had told you a couple of days earlier about my dream because i was upset all day about it and and then this happened. The breaking news came on, and I don't know if I don't know if I silently reacted and you didn't react, or and then at eleven we both kind. Of, I just remember looking at you, and you were looking at me like, "Holy shit! This is exactly what you just told me." Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. The I don't know. The logistics are a little hazy, I suppose. Yeah, I remember you when they say this is the way it played out for me in my memory, anyway. We wait around. 11 o'clock news comes on. I close my computer. We're going to find out what happened because of the weirdness that we already experienced. And then they get into some details about Heath Ledger's death. And they say, well, you know, they are reporting that the that Heath Ledger had something like six or ten missed calls the moment of his death or leading right up to his death um, from his best friend, Mary Kate Olson. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, the part where it was like, oh, oh, whoa. This is weird. 
because of the dream you had. Right. Where it was Mary-Kate Olsen in this exact same situation. And now we're watching the news and they're saying Mary-Kate Olsen is so t- closely connected to the actual story that's happening. Mm-hmm. To where she was reaching out to him. You know, hypothetically, maybe, maybe not while he was actually dying. Right. Um, so her, she's putting her energy out there trying to connect with this guy who is overdosing, I think, accidentally, they said. I think that's what it was determined as, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's when like, wow, that's weird. It was weird. It's like, uh, and so I've always been telling, I've always, I told you, I've always told you, it's like you have, you have precog dreams, precognition in your dreams. It's always one degree of separation off. Yeah. It's never exactly. There's always something missing. It's just, it's just slightly off. I mean, it's been consistently like that. So. Do you want to share any other examples? Um, well, I suppose. So, hmm. It should be noted. I should let people know that. You know, it's pretty much, I've been in Dayton, Ohio for two weeks, two full weeks, and I leave in the morning, go back home, <laughs> and we're just now doing this interview. I know. I've been, I mean, it's, uh, no, but that's not me making fun of you or like busting your balls as much as me saying, this isn't exactly something you're chomping at the bit to do, is to talk about this stuff. And um, I mean, this is my life, and it's all messy, and it's hard to Well, it's a very common thread, and the people I've talked to, a lot of them, the more they talk about it, the more prevalent it becomes in their life, the more... Uh, the more active it is. Oh, well, mine is active all the time. It is It is my life. So it's not, it's how, not what would like you that. Describe, how would you describe it to someone who, was, who didn't have any knowledge of it but was interested? In just my dream life? Or let's are you about, asking me specifically? Let's talk about your dream life specifically right now. Or Okay. Well, my dream life is my life. I mean, my waking life is just this little morsel of the life that I live. Most of my life is lived somewhere else. Do you believe that the dream life... Consider the fact that you consider it your real life, and almost like most people would consider, well, I, like they fall asleep and they have some dreams. That's almost how you consider your waking life. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just a tiny little portion of the life that I live, my waking life. You know, this world or whatever, however you want to name it. Most, I mean, my life is my life consists of so many lives and people and emotions and feelings and and everything. So this is just one little bit. This is where I get some peace and calmness. I just live my normal life in my house and I make dinner and make soup and can beans and can whatever beans all the time. because when I sleep, shit is crazy and I get to do all of these things and see all of these things and it's exhausting and I need some rest. So you, I rest you, when you I- You dream every night. Oh yeah. Well yeah, every time I sleep I dream oh, all the time. So it's interesting because I- I'm sure I dream. I'm, I'm sure I must. When I was very young, I had dropped a lot, and they, they, but they weren't good. They were nightmares. You know, a lot of the devil. Well, yeah, mine. Oh, mine were nightmares but, in the beginning. But yours. But I don't. It's it's rare that I will even wake up remembering the ghosts of a dream. You know how you can't remember your dream yeah. if you wait too long to talk about it. Yeah. It's rare that I even can do even know that I didn't talk about it soon enough. A lot of times I'll just wake up and it was like a light switch was just turned back on. Yeah. No, mine is. I feel like my light switch is turned off when I wake up. Like everything is happening in my dreams. There, there's. It's rare that I remember less than ten dreams a night. Wow, ten in one night. Well, yeah. I mean, and they're not. Totally, they're not all significant no, well, by any means. I mean, that you know of. I mean, they're any not of these all. These dreams could somehow be tied into some kind of weird precog thing, considering your. Yeah, if your I wanted history. to, if I could spend my entire waking life just dissecting, yes, maybe. But I have, you know, I have to get up and I have to. You have a job. Shower and do my job and eat food and, and you, you have know, the grumpiest looking dog in and the world. let my dog out. I have to do stuff. I can't just that dog analyze my dreams all the time. That dog is. <laughs> I mean, grumpy cat. That whatever. That celebrity cat. You know, uh, no, I don't, cat? anyway, I don't know. well, you're probably better for not knowing who grumpy, cat is. <laughs> um, internet celebrity, your dog, Melvin, that's the name, right? Yeah. Yeah. That dog is hilarious. Serious. He has a serious face issue. I don't know. You can go to her Facebook page and maybe if you're lucky, I don't know, it's probably <laughs> privatized, but you can see this dog. I mean, it's mostly just pictures of your dog. I know it is. Doll heads. And but. Instagram because my friend set up an Instagram account, even though I do ha- know how to use like. A very small percentage of it, but it's pretty much just my dog. Yeah, being dog weird. Is so great. So I want to talk about your dreams because you you have like the opposite dream life I have. It's very active. You're uh, you're lucid constantly. Every night you're lucid. No, well, I'm lucid several times a week. I don't know if I would say every every okay. night. I'm not lucid every night. I mean, wow. Well, is if that I was, a choice you're making? No, I mean I become lucid 
several times a week. It's not a choice, really. I mean, it happens a lot more than most people I talk to about lucid dreaming, but I really don't. I have control over it while I'm lucid, but I don't have control over becoming lucid, I don't think. Oh, so you just become lucid when you become lucid. Yeah, I don't practice becoming lucid. There's lots of teaching methods and all of that. I just accidentally started lucid dreaming and then I researched what the fuck lucid dreaming was all about because I was young and having nightmares and just started lucid dreaming. So I have no control over when I do it. But when I do do it, then I have control over it. But you're a superpower in your dreams. You're a super, or you're a superhero. I, I have a little bit of Jameson. A superhero. <laughs> I, I drank a little bit of Jameson because it's there's like six inches of snow outside. Right. So, no, sure. you're like a superhero in your dreams, though, because you can time travel. You can travel. You can teleport from place to place. Um, you can bring people together in their dream worlds, whether or not they're mm-hmm. aware of it. Maybe, maybe they know. But you can find anybody you want in your dream world. I have done all of those things. I'm not saying that every time I'm lucid, I have the power of doing that. I mean. I adopt different personalities, different times that I'm lucid. Like, like there's certain parts of my personality that become amplified when I'm lucid, and it's different each each time. Sometimes I'm just an observer. So it's like you're just like you're spinning a wheel. Yeah, like I, you you know, it's they're all aspect is going to, or is it a choice you make, or is it just something that happens to be? Oh, I guess this is what we're going with this time. I don't know. I guess it's just kind of like when we wake up each day and you know we're either haven't you know we're happy we wake up we're like ready to just start the day or we're grumpy and we don't get out of bed and we you know sit around and we you know it's just we're it's all us but it's just different parts of us become more amplified i guess so sometimes i'm like the observer where i just sit there and i know that i'm dreaming and all i want to do is stay in that moment and analyze everything that's around me and taken everything through all of my senses and try to remember everything so that I can compare it to this world or I compare it there. So I'm just still. What do you feel like the dream world is having? What kind of effect is it having on your real world life? The way, especially the last few years that you, you said when you were younger, you just kind of just became lucid. Then you started researching a little bit. What has that done to you now? Where are you now? What effect has that had? Um, well, I know the effect that I had when I was younger, like when we were together and before that, when I, you know, when I was younger, um, I was having nightmares all the time. And I mean, a lot of anxiety problems, a lot of depression problems and just laying in bed and I couldn't, you know, maintain relationships or jobs or any of that because I was just consumed by my dream world. So that's how it affected me then. And then, you know, I started becoming lucid because of the nightmares, I think to escape them. And um, as I got more experience becoming lucid and just being able to at least maintain being a human being, like holding a job and getting up and just doing basic things, like I said earlier, like letting my dog out or cooking dinner or whatever, like I've been able to just at least live like a normal person instead of not living like a normal person like before like when we were together i mean i was messed up and like in bed all the time and unable to go to job interviews because i didn't want to leave the house because i was scared of the outside world and i didn't want to go to walgreens because it was too intimidating or whatever like i let it consume me but i'm able to like do stuff and have friends and maintain relationships and you know go to the grocery store i mean i have my quirks but i'm certainly able to do stuff so i don't know if that really even so it does, answers it's the no question. longer crippling to you. it's no longer crippling i'm able to live my life i mean some days the life isn't super pretty you know or exciting but i'm able to do it i'm able to get out what credence do you put into the idea that the dream world is just some kind of uh, subliminal or not subliminal subconscious working through problems? Do you do you what what do you think of the dream world? Is it another realm? Is it uh, your resting brain just trying to work through things through imagery and metaphor? I think that the dream world is all kinds of other worlds, not one alternate reality, but an infinite amount of alternate realities. And I feel like I'm, I don't know if I'm channeling other people from different times and this time and the future times and all all of it. Or I don't know, it's more than just metaphor and, you know, me working out issues I have in my head. It's, I feel like I'm transported to these places. And 
when I'm there, that's my life. I, you know, it's not just experience that I have. I have memories and I have a past and I have character development. I mean, I'm not just a so person it's like, in a yeah, moment. So you hear about these guys who have had, uh, and we're back. And there was some, uh, something about the, I think some agents from the dream world <laughs> discussing some truths, um, about the re- the actual reality of it. Well, that's funny because actually when I'm in a dream, when I become lucid, um, one of the personality types that I take on is I'm trying to convince everybody else or one special person that we're in the dream world together. And in the beginning, when I started doing that, I would find myself like tackling all of these physical tasks. Like every time that I was trying to, t- like, let's say I found you in the dream world, I became lucid and I was like, Ryan, like, all I wanted to do was say, Ryan, we're in a dream. This is a dream. We can do whatever we want. We don't have to like be here. We don't have to be polite. We don't have to like stand here. We can fly. We can jump off this building. You know, all I wanted to do was just tell you and make you believe me. And I still do that. But in the beginning, there were all of these roadblocks. Like I would become lucid and I would want to tell you. And then suddenly like something would like take hold of my tongue so I couldn't talk or I would be nonverbal suddenly every time I try to talk and then I would be able to talk again. But if I try to tell you, then I would suddenly be nonverbal, like some sort of higher being. Would like, you compare it to how when people are in danger, sometimes they can't, they run in slow motion or they can't scream when they want to scream? Yeah, Like sure. a lot of people have that sensation, a lot of like including myself. But so you've kind of moved past that. Well, and I remember this one dream specifically, I was trying to tell my sister because my sister is younger than me and she has started to um, dream very vividly here in the last few years. And I remember finding her in a dream and becoming lucid. And I wanted to tell her because I felt like she would maybe be lucid with me and we'd be able to like. So your sister, you wanted to find her and tell her. Yeah. I thought that maybe she would, she would be able to understand and be lucid with me. And I don't know what that would mean or what we would do. But, um, every time I tried telling her, you know, a waitress would come up and try to take our food order or someone would run into the diner where we were and make a scene or someone would make her come into the bathroom with them so that we like constantly being separated by physical roadblocks so that I couldn't talk to her and tell her, hey, we're dreaming. This is a dream. That's all I wanted to do. That was my whole goal. Um, But that was a few years ago. And now I've been able to successfully tell people this is a dream. No, people usually don't, you know, believe me. It's just like if I were to tell you right now, we're in a dream. We can. When I first started trying to tell other people that I was in a lucid dream or we were in a lucid dream, it was something we were doing together, not something I was doing separately from them because they were in my existence. I don't feel like people are just characters in my dream. I feel like I'm with people, other people. Anyways, um, now I'm able to tell people that we're in a dream most people don't believe me you know if i I were to tell you right now we're in a dream we can jump off whatever building you want and fly away and nothing will matter even if we land even if we don't fly even if we just land on the ground we everything will be fine we're in a dream you would be like have a hard time convincing me to do that right now right yeah you would be like and i'm a maniac i think yeah you know most people would consider me You would be like, I think you're wrong and I don't believe you. And that's generally the response I get every now and then. I'll go first and I'll show you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, it's still um, hard to convince people, even though I've given them hard evidence. I've jumped off buildings. I've landed on the ground and then I've gotten up not dead. And then I go, (laughs) I'm not dead. Hey, look at me. And I've like uncracked my bones, you know, like I'm fine. See? Uncracked. (laughs) Uncracked. You know, or, you know, like put them un- back together. Or unbroken, whatever. unbroken my bones, you oh, know? Okay. I, yeah. But I was like, so you'll like hit the ground, crumble, and then just pick yourself up and like Humpty Dumpty? Yeah. Now, put myself back there, together. there were times years ago when um, I remember specifically asking you to bring me and my girlfriend at the time, Megan, mm-hmm. together in our dream world. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of like, I don't want to say like a matchmaker in the dream realm, <laughs> almost like. It was like we tried doing this thing more than a few times, I think, where it's like, okay, try to bring us together. Like I would say, hey, Megan, Erica's going to try to find us when we're all asleep. 
Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it has to be. I think we all have to be asleep at the same time. Maybe I disagree, I but okay, maybe they don't. Okay, so um, and then because maybe our dream, our dream selves are still living their life right now. Yeah, I mean, well, I just don't think that time works the way that time works here in our other worlds. I mean, so I could, we could both go to sleep tonight, and I could dream and meet you. I could lucid dream, and I could meet you somewhere. I don't think that means that you that means that you could be having that dream at the same time or in the past or in the future oh wow i don't feel well, like time I mean, time is not matches. linear right right it's just i i, I don't, just don't, are, I just don't <laughs> think that time is the same yeah. there the way here. we process it here. right it's very clean here and it works because we need it to be that way but i, I don't think it's so clean there so you can travel through time in your dream correct when you're lucid yeah. I, I mean, I have done it. I don't know if I could do it. I can't do it every time. I can't do everything every time. I mean, it just depends on the level of lucidity and how focused I am and how determined I am and what personality type I've taken on at and that And you point. can transport from place to place. You can almost teleport. I've Yeah, I've, I've teleported. You've teleported? Um, because I remember at one point I got really excited and I was thinking, oh my gosh, if you can travel through time and teleport in your dream world and let's say... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hypothetically, the dream world is just an alternate reality or an infinite number of realities like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. To me, I think it's fun to think about the idea that you could be this nuts, well, almost like a superhero. I mean, because everybody would be kind of like in the Matrix superhero, kind of if you can fly and do all this kind of stuff, right? And not mm-hmm. die in the dreams. But aside from that, you can travel through time. You can travel from place to place, teleport. You could almost be, you could solve crimes, unsolved crimes from the past. <laughs> you could be like almost like time cop. You know, but in the dream world, uh-huh. where you could go to all these places and you could you could talk to ghosts um, of people who maybe are in the dream world, maybe their spirit is in the dream world, and say, "Okay, you're you have an unsolved mystery. I will transport myself to that place and time when you are alive, hmm. and then almost find, be able to solve, use that information to help solve the crime in real time now, which would be the future compared to them." I feel like this is a little bit of an Eliza Dushku. Um, series. Oh, you, right? oh, you think it should a be tiny, Eliza Dushku? I just feel like, no, she had a show. Oh, where she talked to the corpses. Right, and then she went back in time and then solved their mysteries or solved their murders or whatever. But it, was in- but it wasn't Dream Worlds or anything like that. She just, like, she worked at a morgue. Uh, true calling. True calling. She worked at a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a big Might Eliza be. Dushku show. I am a big fan of Eliza Dushku. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she just went back in time after the dead person. She went back was in like, time. I thought she had. No, she went back. Oh, that's right. Because she right? had like what? Uh, yeah. She had a she had a very short amount of time to prevent their death from happening. Yeah. So she would be at the morgue, and the dead person would be like, "Help me!" And then it the time would like go back like twenty four hours or forty eight hours, and then she yeah. would have to figure out who they were, where they were, and who, who them, murdered them, happened, and yeah. then stop it. Yeah. I do remember that show. So it's a little bit kind of like that. Yeah, I love Eliza. <laughs> Eliza, if you're listening. Um, Eliza, we love you. We Buffy love you. forever. Um, but I didn't like you and Buffy. But just as a side note, it doesn't matter. You didn't write the show. Uh, Joss, if you're waiting. Joss. Joss, if hey, you're waiting. Joss, if you're <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Anyways. that was actually an accident. That was an accident. I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say listening. Joss, we love you. Um, the fact that you can travel and become lucid in dreams, I think a lot of people experience that very rarely. Like myself, I can be lucid for maybe half a second before uh, I'm awake. It wakes me up. Um, 
but it can be very tiring. A lot of people will say that it's exhausting. It's lucid exhausting. Dreaming. That's exactly right. It's exhausting. You would wake up at times and feel more tired than you were when, oh, you, yeah. when you went to bed. That's still the case. I mean, if I sleep for too long, then I'm far more tired than if I had not slept enough. Where do you find rest? In my daily life, I guess. When I'm just doing boring stuff like paperwork for my job or cooking, I mean, that's when I rest. That's when I'm not fighting crimes or flying over exotic locations or running away. How often do you wake away. up and feel recharged? Oh. Um, out of seven days, out of a week. Once, once a week, do you actually wake up and feel like, oh, I got some sleep? No. I mean, I haven't felt like I've been asleep for or recharged Um I mean, since maybe I was a kid, I don't know. I started vividly dreaming when I was 11. I don't remember any. I don't ever remember feeling rested from sleep. I just don't understand why some people, you're one of them, and, and maybe it's just the slight differences in you know the type of people we are and you know our, our makeup and maybe our evolution and all this other kind of stuff, why some people have such a impactful sleep mode like especially when it comes to dreaming like whether it's an alternate reality or whatever like you haven't felt rested from having slept since you were a kid that's like the only reason people go to sleep is because they they need rest i go to sleep because i'm bored <laughs> and i want to do something really yeah are you, are you able to fall asleep easily no no it takes a me a long time yeah i have to have everything i i'm very fidgety um and restless. It takes me a while. But once I'm asleep, I find it hard to get up and just get up because um, cause life is boring. This life here is boring. I get to go do all of these wild things and be whoever I want and do anything without any consequences. So it is, So that's just as real to you? Oh, yeah. I was reading through notebooks earlier from past dream entries. And some of them, I couldn't remember if they were dreams or just things that I was writing down that I had done. I mean, obviously they weren't like these, you know, I read something earlier about how like I followed this guy in a car and I watched my own GPS like get to a location and then he put a giraffe head on his face and then the dust like went off in the breeze and then he was like, you're inside me. And then all of the dust particles turned into all dead bodies. I know that's not real. <laughs> like, I know that that was a dream that I had and I was scared. Yeah, yeah. However. <laughs> all the dust particles turning into dead bodies. Well, I mean, that's actually kind of accurate because <laughs> someone just told me this really gross thing um, after a show that 90% of dust is skin. is oh. dead skin of people. I believe it. Just floating around. It's all just you're dusting off people. <laughs> you're dusting people off of your table. It was very creepy. Or he was wearing off. a giant giraffe head, and it was. So I think he said he, can... he said something like, um, "Um, I can smell you because you're inside me, or something." And then all that the really dust turned into people. So I know, I know that wasn't real. That didn't happen here. Yeah, but, but other sometimes things. the line can be very blurry. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean. I have all kinds of false memories and emotions, I think, like, and I think I only discover a very small portion of them. Like, I have all the, these false memories and then something happens and I'm like, oh, wait, that didn't really happen. That happened in another world. Shit. But I already had emotions based on that experience. So it's harder to erase emotion that you're having, even if you can't justify it. Yeah, especially when it becomes blurry. Now, what's the worst impact a dream has ever had on your real life? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I I think the best bad dream I ever had, which isn't the question you're asking, but I'm going to go there, um, was I was having nightmares for years and... Now, were there themes to your nightmares before we get into this particular bad dream? Best bad murder, dream? torture, rape. You were the victim. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was always the victim. Tied up, cut up raped, murdered. I've died in my dreams. That's a myth. The whole you can't die in your dreams thing. Um, every weird, horrible thing that you could imagine or not even imagine has happened. So I, I had back-to-back -back nightmares for years. That was when we were together That around that time. And I think the only reason I ever became lucid was because I just could not handle my nightmares anymore. And um, I was having this dream where I had been uh, blocked into like a corner of a house and somebody doused me in um, gasoline. I fell to the ground. They lit me on fire. Um, as I was burning, my body 
like raised up above my body and then I flew away and I was lucid. So I became lucid to escape burning to death. So your your spirit came out of your body. Well, your body, I think I think well my body, body came out I mean of your my body, no or? my body was there, but it my but I came out of it because a body is only a shell. I mean this is my shell here. That was my shell there. It doesn't really matter. My mind came out of my body and took out a different shell and then I flew away and I was lucid. And I think I only became lucid because I was escaping that torture. I think I had actually been knocked out. Like somebody took a two by four or something, knocked me out and then doused me in gasoline and I woke up and I was on fire and I flew away. But that was after years of all kinds of horrible torture. And I think the worst torture I ever had was like, being tied to a bed and then someone was um cutting like square inch pieces of flesh off of me like covering my entire body um just every tiny piece and i was just like bleeding and hurting and i just experienced every single piece i never i didn't escape it sounds like the worst thing it's it was horrible it was it was horrible so i think that I just eventually had to find a way to escape, and that's why I started lucid dreaming. It was all an accident, or something was testing me. I don't know, but that's a whole other thing, I guess. Like something like bigger was testing me. Like the nightmares over the years, nightmare after nightmare after nightmare, was testing me to see if I could handle being a lucid dreamer. Oh, okay. So it was almost like a uh, uh, a rite of passage. Yeah. To to become. Is that egotistical? I think it's a little bit, but I don't think it's egotistical. I mean, I mean, it's egotistical if there is some kind of uh, grand thing attached to it. Yeah, um, I, I mean, don't if know. if being a lucid dreamer made you better than other people, or made you more advanced, or something, you know well, what I mean? No, that's certainly like, not the I case. Mean, so, I mean, ego comes in when when you know measurement comes in i think yeah uh you know because i'm going to be the greatest of all time those are the people with an ego um well to be the greatest you have to be better than other people mm-hmm. okay um, that's that's my own personal feelings on on ego right now just off the top of my head yeah so i don't think that's egotistical to say that it's some kind of rite of passage to maybe like you okay you've earned to be able to do whatever the fuck you want in your dreams for the rest of your life for the most part because you were tortured by them for so long well i think there's a balance i mean even now even though I get to experience all these amazing things because I've been lucid, I still have just as, uh, just as bad. Uh, these ho- I I still have a horrible experience. Like there's a balance between good and evil with everything, and that's the case with dreaming as well. Like I get to experience these beautiful, wonderful things, but I still have to put up with the torture and the loss and hurt and you know, physical or emotional. So I, but, but now there's a balance because before it was just nightmares. So before there was just nightmares. Yeah. Right. It was just nightmares. There was no balance between good and evil. It was just evil. Um, now there is a very significant or obvious balance between good and evil. Um, the higher my highs, the lower the lows. And that's just something that I've come to accept. And I'm, and I'm fine with that because you, I mean, you really can't appreciate something if you've never experienced the opposite of that something you know so my you don't know if something's wonderful unless you've experienced something that's horrible but before it was just bad it was all bad all dark where i don't even remember where we started with this i don't remember if there was a question well well, i was gonna ask you what your uh i asked you originally what your worst experience uh, from a dream affecting your real life was, and you said you were going to tell me your your best worst dream. Well, best my best worst dream, dream was that when dream. I was lit on fire and I became yeah. a lucid dreamer. At that point, that was my best worst dream. It was horrible and it was painful, but I escaped it, so it became my best worst dream. Um, What's your best best dream? Um, my best best dream was. Let me make sure I have this right. It's hard because I've had a lot of good. Good dreams and a lot of bad, now, bad have dreams. Have you had but, any dreams recently that, before we get to your best, best dream, I'm, I'm interested to know about the, the bleed over, the melting of the dream world into the, your real world. Um, because in your in your writings, you say sometimes you can't tell the difference um, if you wrote that when you're, if it was about just something you thought or something, um, daydreaming. Right. Um, as I get older, it's harder to decipher between, you know, what happens here and what happens there. You, or not, you, not, not necessarily. Do you fear that that's going to ever become impossible to tell just as you as you're walking around you know and i'm gonna take that back because it's not necessarily difficult to decipher what happened here and there other than like mundane things which is a problem i mean 
I mean, I could I could think that you and I hung out on Monday and that's just part of my memory. But the fact is that me and you didn't hang out on Monday. So that's a problem. But it's not necessarily affecting, you know, the quality of my life. However, the thing that affects the quality of my life is the emotions that are left over from my dreams. And I can't decipher where my emotions are coming from. So if I'm sad or angry or whatever the emotion is, and I can't decide what the origin is or figure out what the origin is, that's a problem. And that's a current problem. Like, I will be super, super depressed or anxious or maybe happy. I don't know. Usually it's dark, but sometimes it's good. But I don't know where it came from. I, you know, and, and the emotions from whatever's happening there carries over. And even though I wake up and I can say or I can think that that was my dream, whatever emotions I was having as that person or for that person or whatever the case may be is still there. It doesn't go away. So I have to either figure out a way to shut off my emotions, which isn't possible, at least not until this, not up until this point, or I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how to deal with the carryover when it comes to um, emotions. How often do you think? Now, is there a different kind of dream that is, uh, does it have a different feeling when, when you think it might be a precog dream as opposed to just a crazy dream? Um, yeah, there is. There's been a handful of dreams where I wake up and I am like, I need to write this down. I need to write it down every detail because something is going to be relevant. I've been wrong in that though. Like there have been times recently, I think that you can attest to um, with your dad where I woke up and I was like, I have to tell somebody this. I have to write it down. I just have to, before anything happens, I need someone to know about this and or I need to reach out to somebody and that's what happened with you um that's right because you reached out to me and you said I think I said something like I think I just said something like how's your dad doing or how's your dad's health or something like that Mm -hmm. um because he had I think he had died in my dream he had died yeah yeah you told me he died in your dream yeah from cancer Mm -hmm. yeah we uh we spoke about that though yeah we talked about it afterwards and you know, I'm not at liberty to talk about a lot of the stuff with my family, because especially my dad, because he's so closed off about that personal kind of stuff. But um, but I, but I was, I mean, I was wrong. Yeah. But I felt it was. Yeah, because you felt like someone was getting ready to die. Yeah. Because I mean, specifically about the the Heath Ledger, Mary Kate <clears throat> Olsen, like, and then it's interesting to think about the one degree of separation, because then I racked my brain, like, well, if she thinks my dad's dying, who close to my dad? Who's mm-hmm. my dad real close to? And like, I was on high alert. Like wondering if one of my dad's best friends died or is getting ready to die very soon after that, you know? Yeah. Um, But it can be this weird, you could probably go crazy. I mean, and I try to be pretty careful about that because I don't want to just, you know, start reaching out to all these people that I know. Like That's the only time you've ever done that to me. Yeah. Because. years I've known you. There's a a significant feeling. I mean, there's a, it's different. It lingers. You can't shake it off. Well, we've reached out before, you and I together. Yeah. Um, Let me look. Yeah. Okay. I think we have time for this. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about it, I mean, you can always edit things. Not all of this has been interesting. So, well, no, it's all been very interesting. (laughs) The only thing I'm going to have to edit out is the technical difficulties we've had. But you're going to be on again. We'll do. We'll do more interviews. I mean, there's plenty to talk about. Exactly. So, I mean, the idea of this mindcast is to have a recurring group of people. I do want to talk about that because then we don't have time to talk about this and the nonverbal adults with autism. Okay. Which I want to talk about at all. Right. I mean, the idea of communicating with nonverbal adults in the dream world, therefore improving your relationship in the real in this realm. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they haven't all been nonverbal. Some of them just haven't had functional language, but they have language. But that's for another episode. Okay. Because I want to talk about this um, specifically. You woke up from a dream. I think it was in the middle of the night, or maybe it was the next day you told me. I can't remember. Or later that night. That's not exactly important. What's important is you were really bothered. You had one of those dreams where you were really bothered by the impact. You couldn't shake it. One of those. And it was about uh, a young woman. Do you remember the details? Is this the South? South African, South, yes. Or South American. South American. Brazil. Or I thought it was South. Or yeah, South American. I don't, it wasn't South African. It was South yeah, South American. American. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had, well, man, I should have, I should have looked at the details of this, but she, or somebody had reached out to me about this woman and showed me a picture in my dream um, because 
What did she did she kill herself in my dream? I'm well, sorry. No, These this details is the way are I very it. This is the way I remember it. You told me you had a dream where someone reached out to you and said they gave you like a poster board, like a large poster board, and they said to you, These are all of the people that are gonna kill themselves. Oh yeah. Right? Um, yeah. if we don't or these are all the people that are getting ready to kill themselves. And everyone they had names underneath them, all their pictures. But here was the the catch was they were all stick figure drawing, like smiley faces. Yes. Except for except one woman. Except one. Laura Kors. Oh, you just remembered I'm her name. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. It's okay. Um, That's her name. We can... We can delete that so, or something. I can I can buzz her out. I yeah. Mean, I don't, you know, we probably don't want a lot of people contacting her if in fact she's even sure. still alive. Because we don't know. I didn't even, re- I didn't remember. It's been so many years. I didn't even remember I can't her, believe name you just remember her name until, yeah. Because it's, that's 2000 and. I mean, I had ri- I written, it, I have it written down in one of my notebooks, but I just. It's I 2008 that this happened. So six years ago is when this happened. So you told me about this dream where Laura had, um. She was the only one with the picture, so it stuck out, obviously, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was stick figures or cartoon figures or something, and then she was an actual picture, and then I woke up and was haunted by her, just by her story and her picture, and I remember looking uh, looking her up on the internet, and she was, what was she? She was uh, some sort of, she, she was traveling and blogging about, um, her experiences in South America. And she always blogged on the same day every month about the month previous. Um, she had consistent blog posts and then suddenly all the blog posts just stopped. There was nothing from her. And the picture in my dream was the picture I found on the internet. It was her profile picture on her blog. Yes. And I had no... Oh, I remember because we looked it up together. Yeah. And I was freaking we out. freaked out as soon as we brought her up because I think we had a discussion about, do we look her up? And right. if we do, what happens after? If we think we find her, what, what happens What do I do? Then? Do I contact her? Yes. Yeah. And then when we, when, I, when we brought up that blog, we were looking at the laptop together the computer together you freaked out because you're like oh my god that's her i knew that picture I, I had already out. i already saw that and picture I am freaking out while you're freaking because you're freaking out i'm freaking yeah out. i have no connection to this woman in this world i have no no connection to her and i i mean that was the woman that i i saw in my dream and and then her blogs were just they just disappeared they just months they just disappeared nothing from her after consistently posting on the same day every month and which i mean there's multiple explanations yeah possibly, she could have she could have ended but her there tour wasn't even a, there wasn't even a wrap-up blog like hey thanks for reading yeah it just they ended just so abruptly and i mean i i don't know what happened to her i don't you know i don't know the story i don't know who she is you know but but we found an email you remember we found an email and emailed her because i wrote the email oh my god I didn't remember that. We reached out to her. We sent an email from my email address. Yeah. And it it was one of those, hey, I know this sounds crazy. Oh, We're not wow. trying to alarm you. But just in case you are thinking about killing yourself, know that in Erica's dream, wow. someone reached out to her to let her know that you shouldn't do it for whatever reason. You are, you, if you're thinking about actually committing suicide, someone has communicated that to Erica in her dreams, and that's and we have found you. That's and crazy. Let you know that you don't I have to do it, or like to see. That. And we never received an email back. Yeah, which I, means yeah, a I couple things. That. Either there's three options. I think <laughs> one, she's she unfortunately maybe had killed herself already. Um, two, it went to her spam, which I don't know why it would. It was a, I have a normally it wouldn't have yeah, been spammed. Sure. Um, three, she got it and was like, "This is crazy. I'm not responding right. to these yeah. people because they're maniacs. Because I'm perfectly happy." And four, I don't know what the other fourth option could be, but um. Well, either, maybe we saved her. Maybe that's the fourth. Maybe that's the happy, happily ever after. Oh yeah, I guess that could be. It. She read it. it and just didn't feel the need to respond to this mystic. I mean, because it is crazy thing. whether or not you know she was actually contemplating. That's the craziest email I've ever sent, and I've sent eight crazy. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that we had done that, but I do remember you know contemplating it now, and we struggled it, with like, the idea of whether we should email her for. For a while. Yeah. We sat in that bed in your parents' basement. I know. <laughs> and we thought for a long time. We like debated back and forth, tried to list the pros and cons. I can't believe we did it. We should email her. I think we, we felt like we have to. Right. Even if she thinks we're crazy, we have yeah. to email her. Because I believed. Yeah. I and mean, there there's no doubt. I mean, I still do. 
Uh, in fact, I want to look her up after we're done recording this. Okay. And we'll see. You know, I did that to somebody else. It was a nurse. Um, I had messaged her on Facebook. It wasn't quite as intense. I wasn't like, hey, I think you're going to kill yourself or anything. But I had reached out to this woman on Facebook because I had dreamed. What was that? I was, I was in a hospital and this woman was a patient and she started crying and screaming, help me, help me, help me. And she was trying to kill herself. But she was also trying to stop herself from killing herself. And she was reaching out to me to help her. And um, I didn't make it to her in time in my dream. And I looked her up. I remembered her name. I don't remember it now. She had a Facebook profile. She was a nurse. And that's pretty much all I could see from her. She didn't, you know, her, her profile had like that she was a nurse and where she was from, which I don't remember where she was from. And very little information, like a very generic shot, no, not a lot of pictures or whatever. She never responded to me, but I felt very attached to her as well because I had woken up like screaming because I was trying to save her and there was all these roadblocks or I was trying to scream to another nurse to help her. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I was trying and I was failing miserably. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go find. Uh, see if we can look up again with the more advanced internet because it's you know yeah. the internet's gone a lot crazier in the last seven years so maybe uh, maybe there'll be more info we'll look for uh, the original one we were just talking about more. yeah and then if anybody else is out there and you can call the number uh, which is on the website you can um, you know leave me an email or something and you know maybe if you want uh, Erica to help you find somebody in your dream world maybe uh, you can send some mm-hmm. requests maybe Erica would consider that potentially. Uh, and if not, maybe we'll see you in the dream realm. Um, Erica, thank you for doing this. Thank you. And we'll have you back again, I hope, soon. And by we, I mean me you. And, the, and the listeners. Sure. <laughs> okay. Thanks for doing it. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode. I really do appreciate it. I'd love to hear from you. We have a hotline, 818-839-0593, where you can leave a story, an experience you've had with the paranormal, or any kind of question or comment that you may have. I'd love to hear from you. We also have the website, me and paranormalu.com that is up and running. So uh, there's a contact tab on there. So feel free to send me an email if you'd rather do that. The email is me and paranormalu at gmail.com. Uh, so once again, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you out there at the watering hole on the astral plane. <laughs>